Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, as you uh, heard in the bulletin and earlier in the programme, rallies are taking place across Ireland today to mark one year since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In Dublin this afternoon, close to 1,000 people gathered, including the Thonish and Michal Martin at the GPO to mark the anniversary. A minute's silence was held. Joining me now in studio is Tatiana Marishko, who has been living in Ireland for 22 years and is from near Lviv in uh, Ukraine. Tatiana, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you, Cormac. Uh, you were at the rally in Dublin at the GPO, obviously, and uh, you've just come from there. That's right. What was it like? It was very surreal because this time last year, um, when we've learned about the invasion of Ukraine, we didn't know what to do. So the first thing that came to mind to gather around and just be together with other Ukrainians and and ask for, for help and some action. So we got together and we protested in the city centre and today kind of brought back those memories because back then there was so much fear and uncertainty and we didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, today, I can't believe it's still, we're still having to protest a year on. But at least today, there's, you know, there's a clear path and there's help around the world and there's, you know, there's so much assistance happening. And and, and you have support uh, at um, political level level in every Western uh, country. The Taunashe, for example, spoke at the GPO today. Uh, what did you think of what he said? I think it was really heartfelt. And, you know, his action is... Um, I remember from day one, I think it was one of very few European countries who took such a stance on Ukraine and they welcomed you know, people fleeing the war with open arms and open hearts and embraced everybody. So I think it was, you know, I think it's it's very moving mm. to to hear him speak today. Um We've seen an awful lot of people flee Ukraine and arrive into Ireland in the past year or so. But you, Tatiana, you've been here since 2001, is that right? That's right, yes. Um, and you're you're now married here. I think your boyfriend, now husband, is from Ukraine as well. He is yeah. indeed, yes, yes. Yeah. So tell me, um, you know Ireland, you know the Irish people, uh, and you're settled here, but you've got family in Ukraine still, and you must be worried about them. Absolutely, yes, your brother is. Your brother went to fight in the war, didn't he? Um, so yes, as as the Russian invasion of Ukraine began, he has made the decision to join the armed forces of Ukraine, having previously no experience um, in such affair, and so he is still in the armed forces of Ukraine today. How quickly did he sign up? Um, the same day. Wow. And he was injured, wasn't he, on the front line? That's right. Yes. Can you was. tell me what happened? Um, so there was um, a missile um, that exploded um, near their base and near their positions and his arm was badly injured. So he's undergone a couple of surgeries and rehabilitation process. And um, of all the days, he is coming back to the front lines today. Today? Today. And I've always known that today is going to be hard for 
millions of other reasons because that day brings back so many memories and, you know, kind of closing the cycle because the year is on. But I didn't know it would be this hard for very personal reasons. Yeah. Um, Do you remember how you felt when you got the news that he was injured in the front lines? Yeah, I think it's one of those um, moments that you will forever have in your memory. Just as I remember, got woken up at five in the morning or five of Ukrainian time, seven of Irish time on the 24th. Um, I remember that feeling and I remember that feeling of fear and uncertainty and just confusion because how how can this be happening, you know, today? Did you, and fear, I, did you fear the worst, can I ask you? Of course, I think we all did. But at the same time, we also sort of maybe naively um, believed that Ukraine will stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, and I remember very clearly when that phone call came in to let us know about my brother's injury and it was a very different kind of grief. It was very personal. You know, suddenly my family's blood was spilt. And it's the kind of pain that nobody has to go through. And it was a couple of days before we knew how serious were the injuries because when he was evacuated, he didn't have um, his phone or his belongings with him. Um, So we just knew that he was stable and he was being transported to the hospital. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those experiences that, as much as I want, will never be erased from the memory. You must be extremely petrified now that he's going back to the front lines. Yeah, um, you know, before that fear of something happening to him was sort of perceived, um, you know, even though we hope nothing will happen, you kind of go, okay, well, it's war, things happen, but they happen to other people. They don't happen to people you love. And suddenly now I have every reason to believe that bad things happen to people you love. And yes, that fear today is crippling. Um, have you spoken with him? I have, yes. Do you think, does he have a message, say, for Irish people or people who'd be listening to this programme? You know, I did did ask him, what would he say? Um, You know, you have this platform, if you had this platform to say something, and he said he's very thankful for everything that Ireland has done for people fleeing Ukraine and for the country that become my home. And also I am very, very honoured that I am of both places, that I am Ukrainian by birth, but I have spent so much of my time here. Um, So he's very thankful for everything that Ireland has provided all the assistance, all the open arms and open hearts and open doors that allowed people to stay here safely. And it was something that really broke me. It really broke my heart when he said, tell people we never wanted to fight. We soldiered, and I quote, we soldiered our swords into ploughs 
to sow bread and to grow our children. We never thought that work can happen in 21st century. But when barbarians came, we didn't have enough swords to protect our ploughs, our land and our children. And he said to invest money in Ukraine now because money is incredibly easier to lose than people. And that is your... I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. That is your brother's message from the front lines to the people of Ireland. It is. Can I ask you finally, Tatiana, um, that the war goes on. What is your hope? What is your hope for the next months and next year, say? Well, I think from the very beginning of the war, the the, the hope was always that Ukraine will win, you know, and that has been unwavering, you know. I think if I... If that hope was that we would do it in a couple of weeks before has transformed into we'll do it in a year's time, I hope we'll do it with the least amount of toll and humans' lives lost as possible. That's my hope. Well, let's hope the slaughter stops. Let's hope there's peace very soon. Absolutely. For, for you and all Ukrainian people. Um, and an awful lot of people are supporting you. I can see on our text lines. Oh, and, absolutely. And you know the that. Support, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's absolutely felt. It, it really is felt. And I just wanted to say thank you to every Irish person who has embraced us with the love like our own children and um, that is there, there will never be enough words to, to convey our thanks Well I hope your brother stays safe on the front lines and the rest of your family stay safe uh, in Ukraine Tatiana Marishko thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, on the programme